The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Corollis, and you are listening to Pa the Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I'm happy to share my 15 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Top of the weekend to you and you and you. Thank you for tuning in to Pod of Chat Talking Dance. I hope that your week has been treating you well. Summer, summer, summer break. All I hear people talking about is summer break. <laughs> Whether you're on a plane, on the beach, or working hard to maintain that beach body, I'm always happy to provide you with fresh, unique content on dance so that you can have something to listen to. I've also got a plethora of classes for you to choose from throughout August, so if you want to take a range of levels and styles from me in New York City, I'll be teaching my regular advanced beginner ballet classes on Fridays at 6pm and basic ballet classes on Sundays at 6pm at Broadway Dance Center. Also, I will be teaching advanced intermediate ballet classes on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 2.30 p.m. at Steps on Broadway through July 31st. Uh, and I'll be teaching intermediate contemporary and advanced intermediate contemporary at Steps on Fridays and Sundays at Steps in July. I believe the Fridays are at 11.30 a.m. and the uh, Sundays are 3.30 p.m. So you can check uh, Broadway Dance Centers and Steps on Broadway's website to see my name because there are a few dates that I will be out of town. So I don't want you to show up if you're coming for me and I'm not there. Uh, Beyond all this, I am doing a choreographic residency in Westchester, Pennsylvania in August where any advanced students who attend the program get the opportunity to work uh, with me in class on both ballet and contemporary technique. And then you have the opportunity to audition to be in a new work that will be performed at the end of that residency. If you're interested in that, you can message me for details. And also, I am teaching in Greenwich Ballet Academy's pre-professional summer program through the end of June, through the middle of August. And then lastly, I'll be running a ballet and contemporary master class, one each in Houston at the end of August. It will probably be closer to like 27th, 28th, but we don't have those dates yet, so stay tuned or check out Uptown Dance uh, center and or company, Hoptown Dance Company's website um, so that you can see because I'll be in town choreographing in Houston. So we decided why not throw some master classes for the community. Lots and lots of stuff is uh, happening. So I hope to see some of you guys around. I began writing the notes for this episode in an interesting place. Um, I was sitting on the Metro North Railroad, heading back into Manhattan from Greenwich, Connecticut. So, I mean, I I do this a lot, but uh, I don't know why I think it's so interesting. Um, But anyway, I had just watched my kids at Greenwich Ballet Academy perform in their end-of-the-season showcase. After watching their 2 p.m. show, I had to be whisked away to the train to head back to Philadelphia. Um, In this type of event, I wouldn't typically be in such a rush to do so, but I had to get home by about 9 p.m. because I was meeting one of my former students who was flying in to spend a few days with me. 
the student has been struggling with what appears to be telltale signs of burnout. After calling me earlier in the week to discuss what had been going on, I invited her to join me at any point this week to tag along and hopefully gain some insight, clarify what is happening, and also to begin healing whatever may be happening. Well, time is of the essence, and my student was able to fly out only a few days later. So, when duty calls, I do the best that I can to make things work. One thing I've talked about on here uh, on Pod of Chat is emotional health and dance. So, if you haven't listened to that episode, you're going to have to go way, way, way back <laughs> to the beginning of when I first started posting episodes here. Um... So if you have a chance or you haven't heard that, go back and give that a listen. Uh, but I think that, that 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 episode is striking and valuable on a handful of levels. One thing I talk about in there is the fact that emotional training often doesn't happen in schools and companies or that the people in charge aren't completely aware that they are also teaching emotional components of a dance career. For these reasons, we have too many young pre-professional students and young adult professionals coping with stressors and situations that most people their age wouldn't have to deal with on their own, or even have to deal with, period. This often leads to burnout, unfortunately, which often goes ignored until something happens like uh, the Royal Ballet's Sergei Polonin locking himself in the bathroom in the middle of a rehearsal and then walking into the director's office and quitting, or students uh, on the weekends going out and partying like crazy and drinking too much, or young, talented, professional dancers quitting dance cold turkey right as their careers are beginning to take off. In order to begin tackling these issues as a whole, I think we first need to discuss the signs uh, that burnout is beginning or that you may already be deep in the heart of it. So I figured today we would discuss what some of the signs of burnout are and then also I'd offer you some tips to resolve it because I've talked as well on here before that I, I experienced crippling burnout at the end of my performance career. So let me help you out a little bit. Or let me at least help you identify and then maybe you can figure it out on your own. <clears throat> so one of the first things that I noticed uh, with burnout is that there is you really have an apathetic attitude. It's apathy. Uh, if you don't know what apathy is, it's a lack of emotion. It's kind of a, if I say, how are you doing today? Instead of going good or bad, you go, meh. <laughs> really, it's just not caring for things that you used to care about a lot um, or having little reaction when something positive or negative happens. Um, often when people are burnt out, previously they had been very, very passionate about dance or they would get very excited to go see a performance or they would love to go to class, but perhaps now they have little feeling, not even bad feelings at this point, but it's like they've almost numbed themselves to, to feeling anything because they've, they've just, they don't want to even approach the idea or the thought of it. So instead of feeling bad about it or feeling good about it, they just numb themselves. So that's the first thing there. Um, another sign of burnout, and this might be further along the road, uh, is crying, crying a lot. If, uh, Crying is often, it's often associated with negative things or sad happenings, though sometimes we do cry when we are happy or elated. 
While hormones, especially in young female dancers, can make one prone to crying episodes, if you have never been a crier but you find yourself crying often, you may be experiencing burnout. When I was at the peak of my burnout, and I am not a crier at all, <laughs> uh, there were a few topics that I couldn't talk about without ending up in tears. And it didn't matter where I was. It wasn't like I was having a private conversation with a friend in my apartment on my couch. Like This would happen in the middle of restaurants, sitting on a bench in a park, like public spaces. So if you're talking about things relating to your future in dance, your recent history in dance, or anything related to your passion, and you find that you are constantly becoming overly emotional, this may very well be a tell telltale, telltale, a telltale sign that you are uh, in the throes of burnout. Um, sort of along the same lines of apathy, another uh, characteristic of burnout is lack of motivation. Um, if you've been working really hard for an extended period of time, it isn't uncommon to go through periods where you lack motivation for things like getting up and taking class or to really push yourself to improve. Um, so it's not really that, but what I'm talking about here is in situations where something is really important that you've been waiting for for quite a while and it's coming up and you have no want to follow through with it even after all of the hard work that you put in. For instance, say that you've been working so hard for company auditions all year round and you have three favorite companies that you would love to, to get into those, those companies, get a job or a contract with them and all of a sudden those auditions show up and you are pretty disinterested or not even excited anymore to audition for those. It's like you put in all the effort, you put in all the work, but the follow through, uh, you have no motivation for that. Um, beyond this, if you find yourself lacking motivation when you've had a refreshing weekend or vacation, um, just time off in general, you might also be heading into that danger zone with burnout. Uh, this one <laughs> is something that I never thought that I would even experience. Um, as I have mentioned in my Life of a Freelance Dancer blog this past week, I, I see a counselor regularly to help me, as I say, live my best life. <laughs> uh, I've been writing on my blog for five years continuously, and I found myself in a session last week discussing my blog, and I, was, I just became very emotional about it. Um, because we, we had been talking the week prior about taking a break and I talked to a friend about it um, because I've been doing it five years nonstop. It's really a long time. So we've been talking about taking a break for the summer and there I was. I wasn't feeling emotional going into the session. I didn't even feel emotional as I started talking about it and all of a sudden I found myself in tears. So it makes sense that I may be heading towards burnout with that, um, but I'm being proactive to prevent that. But not to get too off topic because that is a whole <laughs> a whole nother conversation. But yesterday when discussing whether I thought I was burning out or not with my counselor, I shared that I just think that I'm overwhelmed with my travel schedule because he thinks that beyond just the blog that I may be heading there with how much I'm teaching and how much I'm choreographing and media work and all of this and that. Um, and honestly, I'm so very excited for all of that stuff. Um, I just get stressed out about taking the bus as often as I do because sometimes it's five or six times a week uh, back and forth. So I remember that when I was severely burnt out from freelancing for four years that on certain days, this is awful, <laughs> I actually would pray that I would break my ankle in class or rehearsal just because it would force me to stop dancing and it would plant me in one place at home for some period of time beyond the seven weeks that I had 
been home over the four years. That was the longest time I've said that before, but that's the longest time I had been home in four years. So I started to wish that I would just get hurt because I wasn't going to stop myself. And I knew that if that happened, I I would be forced to. So when I began having uh, or having these dangerous and detrimental thoughts, I knew that it was burnt out. But unfortunately, it took nearly eight months for me to actually stop dancing and to resolve that burnout. But the worst part of it was that that was my career ending injury that that did it. I, I didn't stop it. I didn't. It's not like I got injured and then I resolved the burnout. It was it was really my career ending injury. And it was not just physical, it was emotional. That burnout just did it. So if you find yourself coming up with things that you wish would happen to force you to stop. Um, like for instance, my counselor mentioned, he was like, do you wish that, because I, I don't always buy my bus tickets until the night before I leave. And he was like, do you just wish that you'll forget so that you don't have to go up or that our bus was in an accident? Um, but, and I, I was, I, he was wondering if I was glad that that happened. And I wasn't. I, I honestly, I love taking class. I love teaching class. And I love everything I'm doing. I'm just tired from traveling. October 1st cannot come any sooner. All right, the last one that I have here, losing interest in dance when it was always your everything. That's a clear sign of burnout. Um, there's this weird thing that happens during the final years of dance training. Um, it also happens at the beginning of, of careers. I truly believe that dance training is survival of the fittest, so this makes sense. Um, emotional aspects are just as likely to close a path to a career as much as a physical injury. An extremely common happening during the final year of training or the first few years in a company is dancers that seem to be obsessed with dance we call them bunheads uh, uh, but yeah obsessed with dance and nothing else uh, they have a total 180 and end up quitting dance cold turkey out of nowhere usually going to college like immediately going to college I've seen this happen too many times. Talented students struggling through audition seasons maybe not being offered a job and saying screw it uh, and going to college or you have those dancers that join the companies and maybe they don't get those plum rolls immediately or they gain a little bit of weight because the lifestyle changed from uh, taking class all day long and a few rehearsals to just standing around rehearsals. Um, and they quit with what seems to be very little thought or assessment. Uh, there probably had been a lot going into it, but uh, based off of their previous behavior and then just complete and total turnaround, it seems like it's just sudden. Um, this used to always confuse me, but it is now clear to me that many of these dancers were already burnt out and they were just pushing through it, pushing through it, pushing through it. Essentially, once one part of the cookie crumbled, there was nothing left but a pile of chocolate chips. Do you like that? <laughs> a little food reference. Alrighty, so now that I have given you at least my idea of what a, a few of the characteristics of burnout are, I figured I might as well give you a couple of ways that you can work to resolve it. So... One thing that I did when I was really burnt out was I didn't completely stop dancing. Um, I think that a lot of people think that it's like black or white, like you have to either be like dancing or not dancing. Um, but I think it's important to really just lighten your load. Um, take some of the stress out of it. I, I think that a lot of people when they're burnt out, if they don't keep uh, a bit of what they they actually have been doing and what they've been working towards, that they tend to start to cultivate 
completely away from it, but I think that it's really a, you you need to keep it a part of your your schedule. Um, you just need to maybe lessen the frequency so you don't feel like all you're ever doing is dancing. Um, I think that that's usually when people burn out when they feel like dance has become everything in their life and they have nothing else. Um, <clears throat> and with that. Uh, I think it's also important that you, this is along the same lines, to make sure that you're cultivating other parts of yourself outside of dance. We can all be ridiculously passionate about dance, I know that, but if you don't develop other aspects of self, uh, other passions, and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy activities outside of dance, uh, I got a little tongue-tied there, uh, if something goes wrong in your training or in your work, you may find yourself completely imbalanced and devastated or frustrated and angry or any range of those emotions. When I was talking to my student who was visiting with me this past weekend, they found it impossible when I asked them, this is zero exaggeration, they found it impossible to mention anything else that they enjoy in life. And since uh, dance is currently a big question mark, that means that they aren't enjoying anything at the moment. <laughs> it's, it's important to remember that we are human beings before we are dancers. I am Barry Corliss, and I am a dancer, but I have a lot more to my identity than just dancer. So really make sure that you you have, it doesn't have to be perfectly well-rounded, but just make yourself well, more well-rounded. Maybe find, I play a handful of instruments, so sometimes I'll practice the flute. Um, I love skyscrapers, so if you follow me on Instagram, often you'll see me. Uh, that I've been walking around taking pictures of skyscrapers. Um, I'm really interested in culture and uh, urban planning and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I have these other things. Yes, right now I'm in a busy push mode to move to New York City, so some of them have gone by the wayside. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to getting more of that back in my life as I get back into a, a schedule of living in New York City. Um, what else do we have here? So, um, another way that you can resolve it is to remove whatever is pressuring you from the situation. So, in the case of dance, uh, it could be your own expectations, perhaps it's the expectations of your parents, which can be harder because you aren't really completely in control of that. You can talk and hope that maybe they will get on the same page as you, but um, a lot of kids, especially in their training, they start to feel like they're living out their parents' expectations or trying to live up to their parents' expectations. They don't want to let them down. And the the pressure of not wanting to let them down, but maybe wanting to take a little bit of time to themselves or to do what I was just talking about, cultivating other parts of themselves, can become too much. Um, Another thing is the ex the assumed expectations uh, that you think people have because of all of your success. Uh <clears throat> That's that's a challenging one, and I, I've discussed this before in my uh, The Challenges of... What is that one? The Challenges of a Young Success. I think that that's that. Um, and it's the idea that often... Like, it feels good to get positive reinforcement. People start to look at you uh, in, a, in a positive light. And the more success you get, the harder it is to maintain that success. But people expect you to be that successful person. So you start to... Uh, of course, you want to achieve these things for yourself, but you also want to achieve them because it feels good to get the, the positive reinforcement that you get from other people watching you achieve your dreams. So, if you can 
find ways to remove whatever that pressure is, whether it's maybe stepping off of social media so you don't see people's reactions, or maybe it's uh, trying to go into class and letting what happens happens, or taking a different type of style of dance so that you have no expectations of how you'll do, um, or like I said before, talking to your parents and ask them to relieve a little bit of that pressure. Uh, also, if you allow yourself to make choices versus feeling like you're obligated to do things that can that can help with uh, with burnout. Like for instance, um, taking class that is a choice initially, but once you get into a tuition based program or you're being held accountable by your uh, schools or your company directors, you feel obligated to take class, even if it isn't uh, mandatory. We used to joke at Pacific Northwest Ballet that company class was mandatory optional because we weren't paid for it, so we weren't technically forced to go, um, but there was definitely a feeling of obligation to go to that. Um, other things like that are working out, um, whether it's doing cardio to maintain your weight or to lift weights for the guys to uh, make sure that you're strong enough to lift. Um, maybe choose when to do that versus feeling like you do it every day. And if one day you don't feel like doing it, you can skip it. Um, now you may not want to get in that pattern, but it's the idea of just... If you're if you dance for six hours and then you had class for an hour and a half and you are exhausted, maybe that day you shouldn't be going to lift weights or do extra cardio. Maybe you should save it for another day. Um, other things, your like your eating choices. I know that for a lot of a lot of dancers, especially those pre professionals, are trying to figure out how their body works and how to get enough energy while also maintaining their weight um, and being healthy. Uh, Maybe allow yourself to make the choice to have dessert two or three times a week. It's not that harmful as long as you're not eating an entire cake. Um, you can, you don't have to completely get rid of all of your, your, the things you enjoy, but uh, ha have it in moderation. Uh, there, there's always, you you can make those choices and not feel obligated to completely leave things out so that you can feel good emotionally when you're in the mirror, when you're looking in the mirror. But if you're burnt out, you're not going to feel good emotionally, even if you look good. Um, so that is that. Uh, I think also, if you remember that choosing a different path because it is enjoyable, but social is often the wrong path, <laughs> I, I think that's really important to keep in mind as you work to resolve it. Um, most, most social situations fade over time, um, and I've seen a lot of kids regret quitting dance or lessening their dance to the point where they wouldn't have a career so that they could hang out with friends um, or if they're following the path of their closest friend. Uh, once kids get out of their academic high schools and they go to more boarding schools for dance, uh, this happens less. But I, I do know a lot of dancers that they feel like they're missing out. My sister actually did this. She was a, in her at the end of her junior year. She told my mom that she wanted to hang out with her best friends more. Um, so she quit dance her senior year, and she still regrets it to this day. Um, and she's and I can't give you her age. Uh, she's close in age to me. Um, but she regrets that, and honestly, I don't even think that most of the people that she was hanging out with are still friends with her today. It was short-term. It was a short-term fix to to the issue, and uh, she she wishes that she she had continued dancing. Uh, because when that, that friend moves on, or they fall in love, or something else along that, that vein, uh, you're left without your path and without the reason that you left. So remember that choosing a different path 
especially because it's enjoyable socially. It, it, it isn't usually the right thing. But at the same time, don't feel like you have to completely uh, let go of your social life. It's that idea of uh, just, again, cultivating other parts of yourself. You can have a, a healthy social life while working towards a career. Um, but all things in balance. I'm a Libra, so I like balance. Um, <clears throat> the last thing that you can do to work to resolve uh, burnout is you can change your situation. Maybe you're burnt out from certain teachers that just aren't good fits for you. Maybe you're burnt out in a style of dance. Maybe you feel like you're really struggling to uh, have your body fit into the, the the lines and the aesthetic of ballet because it, it's a very hard aesthetic to to have and you have to have it mostly naturally. Um, so maybe you need, you need to change your focus from ballet to contemporary dance or modern dance or, or uh, musical theater, Broadway, that type of stuff. Um, maybe you uh, are surrounding yourself with negative peers or colleagues and they're bringing you down and that's actually causing your burnout. So maybe you need to reassess your friend group or maybe your parents are overwhelming you. So maybe you need a little bit of independence from them. Uh, Essentially, what I say is if you are burnt out and you think that you need to change your situation, you should try something for something different for six months and see if it changes how you feel. Do you miss what you had? Do you like the new thing better? Has it not changed your perspective at all? Depending on what your answer is, that, that could really tell you. If you if you miss what you had after six months, obviously you need you should go back to that. Uh, if you like your new thing better, that's amazing. You've put in all this effort to change things and maybe you found a new path. Um, and if it hasn't changed anything at all, maybe maybe it is time to move on and to start considering other other career options. So those are my suggestions on how you can resolve it, resolve some burnout. So, uh, as I said in my previous episode where I discussed my own personal experience with burnout, I feel it is important to give yourself space and take off the pressure of making an immediate decision. Even if there are specific timeline, timelines for summer and year-round programs uh, or company auditions and seasonal contracts, I do think it is just as important to keep the things you are burnt out on a part of your recovery. I find that a lot of students burgeoning on a professional career who burn out ditch dance completely for a year or two, only to find that they were just burnt out and after they had some time that they they had fallen too far behind to actually pull things together to have a career because that's just such a pivotal age, especially in the ballet career in contemporary dance and modern dance and in uh, musical theater it might be a little different, but in ballet it's those that that fifteen to twenty one age is very very important. Most programs won't even accept you after the age of twenty one. Uh, some won't even do past nineteen. But if you at least keep some of what you were once passionate about on your plate, I think you are more likely to find that you only needed to balance things out a little uh, better to truly love and appreciate what you're doing. I'm not saying that burnout is always a symptom of thinking you want to quit dance when you don't want to. Uh, sometimes it will definitely show you that you were never meant to be a dancer. That's that survival of the fittest training thing. But I feel that more people burn out because they feel like they're missing out on certain things in life or they're lacking balance. And when they actually get whatever they are seeking, they actually realize, actually, actually, that dance was more important than what they thought. 
Sometimes you need to step away to appreciate what you have. And it's much better to do that than to walk away, than come to realize that you appreciate what you had and want to go back. The last thing you want is to regret removing dance from your life and then realizing too late that you still want it, but just needed a breather or some balance. Have you ever experienced burnout? If so, what were the signs that you had? How did you cope and did you make it through the burnout and move on? I'd love to hear your experience on the topic because this episode, uh, it's, it's, I think, very important. And I, I, like I've said before, I love to hear other people's ideas um, to help round out my ideas and my experience and to, to get uh, more knowledge on the topic. So, all right, this episode ended, being, ended up being a bit longer than expected, but I think it is some helpful info in it. So hopefully you have made it to this point with me. <laughs> I think we fulfilled what I had set out to do with this topic. So I'm going to close out this episode. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod of Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorlis.com. Again, that's www.barrykerolis.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcasts or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcasts on the Premier Dance Network. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Corollas, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, where I have been writing about working as a freelance artist for over five years. I also have two YouTube channels, B. Corollas featuring my choreography and choreography featuring my choreographic web series that tells the life-defining stories of professional dancers through revealing interviews and choreography. Thanks for listening in to Pod of Chat. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene.